Dr. Doris Forte, and welcome to the Visionarium Podcast, where ordinary people gain extraordinary vision. If this is your first time here, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. And if you've been here before, welcome back. This is episode 19 in the series called Creating Blue Zone Bliss. For the past few weeks, been looking at the lifestyle habits of people who live in areas called blue zones. There are five blue zones that are positioned across the planet Earth, and in these areas, the residents practice very similar lifestyle habits that have allowed them to live the happiest, healthiest, and longest lived lives on the planet Earth. These people live to be well over 100 years old. Today we're going to look at another of the lifestyle habits in the Blue Zones by focusing on something that is called Ikigai. So let's take a deep dive inside the Visionarium and talk about Ikigai. We've discussed five distinct geographical locations that are positioned all around the world. They are Ikaria, Greece, Nicoya, Costa Rica, Sardinia, Italy, Okinawa, Japan, and Loma Linda, California. And what's amazing is that even though these areas are spread all across the planet Earth, the people that live there practice very similar lifestyle habits. We've talked about what people in blue zones eat. They eat mostly vegetables. They're not entirely vegetarian. They use meat more or less as a condiment. We talked about their exercise habits and that they don't really go to a gym or work out on a regular routine. They have natural movements that they perform all day long. And this is across the board in the Blue Zone regions. It keeps their bodies limber and strong. They get a lot of fresh air and they stay healthy. We also talked about stress management. Even though lifestyle in these blue zone regions appear to be idyllic, they're human beings and they do experience stress. So last week we talked about what do they do to stress manage? What are some of the habits, routines, practices that blue zone residents engage in that keeps their stress very manageable? Well, today I'm real excited to talk about another of the lifestyle habits And we're going to focus on the region of Okinawa as we discuss what's called Ikigai. It is spelled I-K-I-G-A-I, and it's pronounced Ikigai. Ikigai is a Japanese concept that means your reason for being. Iki in Japanese means life, and gai means value or worth. So when you put the two together, it means the thing that gives your life value or worth. It is your reason for getting up in the morning. It is your life's purpose. People wake up with a purpose every day. Today, what we're going to talk about in this episode is how to have a life purpose. And we're going to focus on the method of Ikigai to get you in touch with that. 
Why is having a sense of purpose in one's life so important? There are some people that believe that until we know what our purpose is, we're really just wasting time. And I'm not sure that I believe that. To really connect with our purpose is kind of rare, that most people don't really live, they just exist. And that when we are able to connect with the why of why we're here, is when we really begin to live. There are two really important dates in a person's life. One of them is the day that they're born, and the other is the day that they know why they were born. That's when you are connecting with your purpose. And until we do that, we just live the best life that we can until we can live the life that we love. When you tune into your purpose and really align with it, everything changes. And the goals that you set for that day will be goals that support your higher purpose. When you are able to figure out your why, you will figure out your how to make it happen. At this point, you begin to enter a state of flow when you approach the activities that you are doing when you're on purpose. It doesn't feel like work. You've heard people say that when you're really working on point, on purpose, it doesn't feel like work. Time becomes suspended. You're just working in a state of bliss. Ikigai, working with purpose, working for the reason that you exist, gives you a sense of enjoyment and fulfillment. It lets you experience the mental and emotional state of well-being that feels like bliss. Many people feel that having this feeling of psychological well-being as you pursue a goal leads to a longer life. And that's where the longevity factor comes in in the Blue Zone. The people who live in Blue Zone regions live a life of ikigai. They wake up in the morning and their activities are directed towards a goal. Many of them are retired. To wake up with something on your heart that's authentically yours, that you feel you were created to do and that you're doing well, leads to a feeling of bliss. And that feeling of bliss not only adds quality to our life and to the things that we do, the things that we spend our time doing, it also adds more time. It translates into more longevity. And that, in my opinion, is worthwhile. The purpose of life is to contribute. Something meaningful that has our signature on it to mankind. We want to leave this place a little better off than when we came because of our contribution. And we all want deep purposeful, meaningful relationships with other human beings. We all want love, joy, and bliss, and fulfillment. Having a sense of purpose reinforces our courage and fortitude to make us move towards our goals with confidence, because we know there's an inner knowing that this is why I'm here. This is what I was created to do. And with that kind of feeling of authenticity, there's nothing that can stop you from accomplishing your goals. 
Another really beautiful part about Ikigai, getting in touch with one's own authenticity and purpose, is that it eliminates a feeling of being compared and competing with anyone else. You know that you are uniquely equipped to do what needs to be done. And if you don't do it, it won't get done. A sense of urgency exists to some extent, but not because you think something's going to be taken away from you. It is because if you don't do this work that's on your heart, it won't be done because there's no one else that can do it. Once you connect with your ikigai, you live with a sense of anticipation that the work has been placed before you. The tools that you need in order to accomplish them have been given to you already. And all you have to do is proceed. And you'll get it done because that's why you were created. You were created to do this work. That is a blissful, fulfilling way to live. So let's talk about how do we begin the path of Ikigai. The first step that we need to take is called an inventory. We do a self-inventory, a rather thorough and exhaustive inventory of ourselves. We begin by asking ourselves four questions. So the first question that you ask yourself is, what do I love? What am I passionate about? Because sometimes we don't have any idea what our purpose is, but we have something that we're passionate about. And I guarantee you, if you follow your passion, it will lead you directly to your purpose. I'll give you an example of what I mean. And I'll also say this. It doesn't feel like a logical progression of activities at times, finding your way to your passion, because you're following your heart and there are no street signs. It's a very spiritual process. But if you've gotten in touch with what you love, it will lead you there. So I'm going to share this real quick. Years ago, I had a practice in Greenspoint Mall, and I was asked to be on the Greater Greenspoint Management District of Greenspoint. And I said yes. And it was a nice position to have, you know, working and serving the community. Well, it occurred to me, and this is where the, the woo-woo, vague spiritual part comes in, that it would be a good idea to organize a community food drive. And I've noticed in my life that I'm drawn to feeding the community. And I think it has to do with the fact that when I was a child, there were times when we didn't have a lot of food. We didn't have enough food. So I think at the core of me, it's something about that. But anyway, I was in a position where I could organize a community food drive. And I did it at Greens Point Mall. The merchants in the mall came on board and the people in the food court who had restaurants uh, decided to offer samples of their food. There was entertainment and the entrance to the event was to bring non-perishable food items for Northwest Assistance Ministries. And this turned into a huge community event. It was called Hope Day, Help Other People Eat, an Epicurean event. Some people came in their tuxedos, some people came in their jeans, and in front of the mall entrance was a huge red carpet. 
and you'd walk in and it was just a gala. It was a wonderful event and we raised thousands of pounds of non-perishable food items to support Northwest Assistance Ministries. Fast forward to COVID a few years ago. As you know, I've got this backyard full of organic produce. And when COVID hit, people in my neighborhood couldn't go to work. The restaurants were closed. And it occurred to me, well, heck, I'm a pretty darn good cook. I love to cook and I've got all this food. Why don't I prepare meals and deliver them to my neighbors who are working from home and can't get to restaurants? And that's what I did. And I would prepare these gourmet meals and deliver them in my pickup truck to my neighbors. And it got to be so busy, I had to enlist the help of other people to help me deliver. It became a business, okay? And I wasn't really looking for that. But my point is this. If you follow your heart, and your heart will speak to you, it will take you where your purpose is in this life. There's nobody else that could have pulled that together at that time but me. Even at Greens Point, nobody else thought of that. Nobody probably cared the way that I did. It was on my heart. So when we encounter our passions, we'll know it because there's a stirring in our heart. And all we have to do then is summon up the courage to move through any of our fears to get it done. And that's not a hard thing to do because our passion will speak so loudly to us and nudge us so lovingly and give us so much courage and joy and bliss just in the planning of it. The ideas are flowing and you can see how it's going to work out and you have this vision that just is, is a purpose for you. It's a roadmap and you'll follow it. And that's how a purpose is connected. So the first thing you ask yourself is, what do I love? What's speaking to your heart? The second thing that you ask yourself is, what am I good at? And I've come to know about myself that I'm good at organizing things, for example. But you ask yourself, what am I good at? Maybe you're a musician. Maybe you're an artist. Maybe you're good with numbers. Whatever it is that you have a natural affinity for factors into this whole thing of your ikigai. It will take you to your ikigai. This is not the time for you to try to be humble about it. This is a time for you to be very real about what are your strengths. It's almost like, what do I excel in? What kind of gifts have I naturally been given that are above the average gifts? What am I good at? That's the second question. The third question is, what can I be paid for? That's an important question because sometimes in pursuing your purpose, you still have bills to pay. And knowing how you can generate income to fuel not only your dreams but your purpose along the way is a very important thing because money is something that we all need to live this life and sometimes we need to be able to generate money 
to sustain the purpose that we're working towards. So what can I be paid to do? And the last question that you ask yourself in this Ikigai inventory is, what does the world need? Because your contribution to the greater community of humanity is really the purpose of your purpose. You were created to serve this world in some way. In your exhaustive personal, emotional, spiritual, financial inventory, you ask yourself, what does the world need? And in answering that question, you will see it become weaved together. The world needs what you love, what you're good at, and what you have the heart to provide. That's what the world needs. And you are the only person that can deliver in the unique way that you can. So you take the time to do that ikigai inventory and that will put you on the path of where to find your purpose. And all of this is important because it escalates your experience as a human being moving through this life. It takes you from blah to bliss. It's going to add motivation every day to bound out of bed and take care of the things that need to be taken care of in order for your purpose to be materialized. You will have acute focus and clarity. The things, the people, the places, the events that normally come into your life as distractions will not be allowed because you've got something to do. You are on a mission now to get that done. And it just adds a quality of meaning and enthusiasm to your very existence. It also works in the reverse too. You will be so much better equipped to let go of things that are a waste of your time and your energy and your resources. And that does include people, places, and things that just don't serve your highest good anymore. You may have struggled with letting go of bad relationships, toxic people in the past, but once you connect with your purpose, it becomes easy. Well, let me say easier, a lot easier. Whether or not you choose to wallow in that from that point on is strictly an indulgence on your part because you know better and you feel better about it. And usually when you know better and you feel better, you do better. So that's a real benefit because a lot of us who are not on point and have not connected with our purpose are miserable because of the activities that we're allowing our energy to be consumed by by other people who don't have a clue, who don't have a desire about working in purpose in their life. You know, they're leeching on like, like, ew, that, that'll just go away in time if you just really embrace your ikigai. It's a very powerful spiritual concept. So sorry. I just know that my passion is showing. This is one of the blue zone tenants that I dearly love because I know that it has saved me over and over and over. And I just delight in sharing that with you. So I'm going to bring this episode to a close just by offering you one final word of encouragement or what I hope will be encouragement for you to embrace your ikigai and try to find your purpose in life. If you can just tune into your purpose and 
really align with it and set goals so that your vision is an expansion and an expression of that purpose, you really will begin to experience a flow in this life and ease and bliss, for lack of a better word, because there really is no greater joy or gift that we can give or receive than to honor our calling. And connecting with our purpose is what is meant by having a calling. It's why we were born. And it's truly how you begin to live rather than just exist. So with that, let's take a deep breath and swim back up to the surface. I want to thank you for joining me today. It always means so much to me to know that you've taken the time to listen to this podcast. So thank you for that. And thank you for telling your friends about the Visionarium podcast. Our numbers are continuing to climb, and I know it's because of you. So thanks for that. And if you have any questions or comments about anything that I've discussed today or in past episodes, or if you have a suggestion about what you'd like to hear in the future, please drop me a line. My email address is thevisionariumpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can also drop me a line on our website, which is insidethevisionarium.com. I get so excited from reading my emails from you, so please feel free to drop me a line anytime. And tune in next week as we continue our series called Creating Blue Zone Bliss. Next week, we're going to talk about the importance of finding your tribe. So until we meet again, remember to focus on your dreams because you've got to have a dream to make a dream come true. See you soon. 